You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukwitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. In today's episode of What the Dev, we're going to be talking about how network brownouts are affecting businesses, especially now as there's so much more reliance on collaboration platforms and just on organizations moving more online in general. Exceedian, a network communication and application monitoring software and hardware provider, recently released a report that found that more than 40% of organizations experience network brownouts several times a week. Joining me today to talk about the matter is Mike Canny, Director of Business Development in North America at Exceedian. Welcome to the show, Mike, and thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate the invite and talking about a topic today that is I'm very passionate about. Um, just to kind of, you know, as we were talking a little bit earlier, just give you a little bit of background on myself. I've, I've uh, uh, been in the industry uh, since 1989, and uh, I started out working at IBM uh, as a uh, supplemental employee is what, the, what they called me in the beginning, and then I worked for IBM full-time. But I've really been in the network space, uh, you know, from the early days of, of Token Ring, uh, 10 Base 2, uh, ThickNet, et cetera, ArcNet, uh, all the way through today's technologies. And, and uh, with really a heavy focus most of my career on uh, deep level protocol analysis. So really understanding what's on the wire. And uh, I became very fascinated quickly with uh, back in the day with the, the old DOS-based uh, network general sniffer that, that uh, you, a lot of you, your listeners probably can relate to that you used to lug mm-hmm. around with. Um, and, and really kind of talking about network brownouts, right? It's, it's one, of those <clears throat> one of those terminologies for a lot of people that's, that's probably new. I know the, you know, the first time I, I'd heard someone coin the, the term brownout, I thought it was very interesting. But brown, brownouts themselves are not new, right? When, mm-hmm. when we look at a brownout, I, I, I kind of relate these to um, what we've called in the past as kind of these gray issues, right? Where mm-hmm. the network's not down, the, the servers aren't down, but things are slow. And then, you know, they're slow for maybe a, a certain period of you know, time throughout the day. And then all of a sudden the problem magically uh, uh, fixes itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we look at the, these network brownouts primarily of, you know, over consumption of resources, uh, specifically is, is what we've seen recently in, the, in, in this whole study of looking at, you know, what, what we've done at Acedian, uh in our research is, you know, over the past few months during the, the uh, quarantines and the work from home shift, that really over 40% of the organizations that we surveyed uh, experienced several of these brownouts per week, right, where it's you know, an emergency, either things seem to be down or in some cases with the VPN, and we can talk a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. why I think we're seeing a lot more of these and why it's become more prevalent and, and why 40% of our, our, our surveyed uh, customers, organizations, say that they have these network brownouts uh, several times a week. Um, really, uh, it has been uh, the, the shift from you know, working in an office to work to home and, and, uh, you know, how do we access that, that data from the data center and the VPN, uh, in, in most organizations that was built was for people that were on the road or occasional work from home, not from the, 
you know, not really uh, engineered for the entire workforce to be coming uh, through those yeah. connections. Right. So you're saying uh, mainly the, the traffic congestion in such a short period of time is kind of the main culprit that's causing a lot of these brownouts? Well, I, I think the, the not not just from not, not just the traffic from the the aspect of bandwidth, but when we start looking at uh, uh, TCP connection pools and uh, you know uh, licenses, for example, I mentioned on on VPN concentrators, right? You know, how many mm-hmm. concurrent connections can they support? And and again, I think it is that shift of um, you know, we've, we've done a very good job as a whole from an industry of designing our data centers, right. And our, our, uh, uh, offices and plenty of bandwidth and, you know, upgraded core and, and, and backbone. Um, and then taking those thousands of employees that were sitting in cubicles with all this excess bandwidth and all this, you know, low latency, and then now having them come in through, uh, a, a VPN from their house where, you know, it's anywhere from, from uh, DSL satellite or cable modem. And then you've got a whole bunch of different factors that uh, can cause the brownouts from the, from the end user's perspective. Right. You know? hmm. I see. And um, have you seen that the, the, the problem with brownouts has really amplified since COVID happened? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, the the number of these have have been occurring, uh, you know, rampantly since the the, the, the since COVID impacted. And, mm-hmm. um, and again, like I said, a lot of it is going from a well managed uh, network server system environment to unmanaged. Uh, you know, Mike sitting in his basement come in and over, you know, on his cable modem and the rest of his network, the kids are at home. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many different factors um, that, that can cause those performance problems. Uh, and, and these, when I, I say performance problems, cause that's really kind of what a brownout is, right? There's nothing typically physically down. It's uh, it's one of those. And again, this is where it becomes very tricky for most organizations to pinpoint why they're having the brownouts, right? And then I think that's one of the, the you know, from an Acedian perspective, why we were so interested in, in really doing the research and getting a grasp upon what is the actual impact to enterprise business. Um, because, you know, we're, we're well suited for that, obviously. Um, but I, I think that the biggest part of this is, you know, historically, and I, you know, go back to my, my years as a network manager and, and kind of sitting in the, in, in the shoes of the person whose phone is ringing saying, Hey, the network is down or the network is slow. Um, the, the problem with, with these brownouts or these intermittent issues is they're very hard to uh, troubleshoot unless you're watching it and baselining and, and have 24, by seven forensic capability to be able to go back in time and recreate what exactly happened. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of these organizations, I, I feel for them, it's become fire drills, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's become two or three different tiger teams, uh, a week, uh, trying to figure out, Oh, we had the problem again. And it, and the only correlation in some of these, I like to joke is, you know, it, the problem happens every Tuesday if there's a full moon, right? It's, you can't really put a thumb on it unless you're actually watching it and baseline. 
Mm -hmm. So is that kind of where uh, active monitoring comes in? Yeah, and both active and yeah, both active and passive monitoring, right? To really understand at the level of granularity, uh, especially in in a resource consumption model, right? Let's talk about bandwidth. Every, everybody likes to, uh, you know, especially when there's a problem, throw bandwidth at it or you know take a look at it and say, ah, it's not the bandwidth. We've got plenty of bandwidth. But one of the, one of the things that you really need to do for these brownouts is again these can be so intermittent, meaning that these could last for a number of seconds rather than, you know, what you think in a five minute interval. And a lot of the, the, a lot of the passive monitoring out there, not to pick on SNMP, it's, it's been a great technology and NetFlow has been a great technology, but the problem is the granularity uh, of just, you know, at, at the most in some of these cases is a, is a minute. Um, a lot can happen in that minute that can cause these performance problems, especially with, uh, you know, TCP and connection oriented protocols, mm-hmm. um, how well they handle packet loss and microbursts and those types of things are, are pretty critical. And that, it, which really kind of leads into, I, I think something that a lot of us have, uh, done much more of is what we're doing here, like a, like a, a video conference call. And, uh, you know, I, I can remember, especially uh, probably from about the beginning of March of 2020, well through July, uh, a, a lot of the, the, the tasks I get pulled into were, you know, video conferencing related, right? Whether it's, mm. uh, you know, whether it's Zoom or GoToMeeting or WebEx or, you know, right. uh, which, whichever seems to be the, the uh, the meeting choice of, of the company, they still mm-hmm. have problems regardless of the brand. Mm-hmm. I see. So, so to, to go past that, um, uh, do you recommend that organizations kind of rely on more than one uh, sort of collaboration tool or video conferencing platform to kind of go about these issues? You know, it, it has really kind of... Uh, I, if you would ask me this question back in May, I would have said absolutely. Right. In fact, that's for, for, for my meetings. I had, I had uh, three that I used to rotate through, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, again, when we're doing all of our business online and, and uh, you know, working from home is the, the new normal, uh, you, you can't afford to have problems, right? So um, I, I would definitely recommend that if, if people are having, still having problems today to have a, a backup option. Um, again, I know that the, the prices for a lot of these uh, have come down dr- dramatically from what they were five, six years ago. Um, but yeah, ha- having a backup is is always uh, a great plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw that uh, cloud SaaS applications and in general collaboration tools are the most commonly infect, uh, affected when it comes to brownouts, right? Yeah, that you know sp- specifically uh, cloud SaaS. Um, 30% of the, the, the companies that, that we talked to were having, you know, brownout issues with, with some of the most common uh, SaaS offerings, right? Um, the other thing that I, I'll mention too is what this has also done, what the trends that we've seen is really ex- accelerated a lot of the cloud migration plans, right? A lot of companies had, uh, you know, prior to 2020, 
had plans. And if you look at some of the, the, the surveys that we did and some of the studies that we did in 2019 of how many applications and how, how much percentage of the, of, uh, the business critical work uh, was going to be moved into either infrastructure as a service or, you know, kind of switched off to a, a SaaS provider. I think that's really accelerated. <clears throat> the, the whole COVID thing has really accelerated that because, again, the dis- disbursement of end users. And, you know, a lot, I, I also see a lot of organizations kind of shifting from as they move more into cloud-based applications, specifically the, the software as service, um, you know, implementing split tunneling, right? So that they're using not the corporate internet access coming back through the VPN, uh, but, uh, you know, utilizing the user's home internet. And that opens up a whole other can of worms, right? When, uh, especially from a troubleshooting perspective, because now you really need to see uh, traffic or, or capabilities of looking at what's going on on that home user's workstation, right? Whether that's a, an issued laptop and probably 99% of the, the, the cases of that, or it's a uh, you know, IOT device or a phone or what have you, but it's uh, that's become a pretty big issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and are you seeing that uh, IT departments and, and companies in general are really putting the resources uh, to kind of handle this? Do you see that this issue of network brownouts is going to start creeping up in the future or that companies are getting a handle of it? Well, I, I, I do. It, it's still a very big problem with uh, the, the, the customers I, I deal with. Right. And again, mm-hmm. um, having the ability to monitor and understand exactly what's going on 24 by seven in your, in your environment that you have visibility to it's, it's critical, right? So, but what I am seeing kind of in the shift in, in the trend of people that uh, have experienced these brownout, you know, this 40% that I talked about that was having these weekly uh, those that have gotten capability visibility and, and, and very quickly are able to, triage the problem, pinpoint it, resolve it, and prevent it from happening. So um, I I think those unfortunate customers that don't have some type of visibility solution are still going to continue to to suffer, uh, you know, via the brownouts. I don't see that number lessening, but definitely for those that, uh, you know, understand, you know, the network similar to, the way a doctor understands a body, for example, um, that number is dropping dramatically. Right. Yeah. And, and lastly, is there anything else that IT departments can do to work with sort of third party technology vent- vendors to ensure that they can prevent brownouts? Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things, and I, and I, I'm kind of, uh, you know, probably sick of me hearing me say this, but the, the biggest step towards prevention is visibility um, because you don't know what you don't know or you don't know what you can't see. And that really is the, the, the first step to understand. I mean, just even at a minimum, what is my, what is my traffic volume? What am I, the number of concurrent TCP connections for these applications? What transit, you know, what applications are consuming the bandwidth, right? I mean, some of these things that have been staples of, of what I would call good network monitoring and and business practices from years and years back, 
are even more relevant today because of distributed applications. Um, you know, it, it's not as easy to get the visibility with, you know, what I call the old, the old iron, the old conventional tools where you, you place this big box and you, you set it in your data center and you're great because what is a data center today, right? Or what is a remote location? Um, right. You know, we, we, we jokingly say, you know, our, our you know, remote office in, in uh, West Texas or a remote office in, in uh, Chicago, you know, where, where everyone lives, right? Those are your new remote offices. So um, the, as the complexity and as the, the uh, applications and traffic have been uh, dispersed, uh, that makes the old ways that you were doing things uh, very, very much less efficient. Right. Yeah. Certainly a lot has to change at this point. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, thank you for all your great insight. Is there anything else that you feel is important to add regarding network burnouts that I haven't asked about? No, I don't think so. I think we've, we've, uh, we've covered everything that I, that I had on my list that I, I definitely wanted to talk about. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Mike, for coming on. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. This has been fun. Yeah. We'd love to have you back. Great. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.